1: what's going on everybody another al craft beer cast on am 970 the answer a fantastic show for you tonight Craft beer guests that'll be joining me this hour, and something a little un Well, I shouldn't say unique, but yeah, you know what? It is unique on this uh, post Super Bowl edition. The usual news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at L O is the Instagram handle. Facebook.com dot com slash agcraftbeercast via email at AlbertG at nycradio and don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for Ag Craft Beer Cast, and you can download the shows. On those two platforms, we're also Alexa ready. You just say to your Alexa unit, I want to hear the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970, The Answer. And there you go. You get to hear the show in its entirety. A little rude mood from Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble, their first album, Texas Flood. Uh, man, I miss that guy. Got a chance to see him a number of times, uh, late 80s, uh, early 90s. Saw one of his last shows with uh, Joe Cocker opening for him at Jones Beach. Just an epic night. Uh, actually a pretty epic day at Jones Beach that day with uh, a couple of my buddies. Um, had a blast uh you know, watching him uh perform. Uh saw the Fire and the Fury tour with him and Jeff Beck back in nineteen eighty nine uh at Madison Square Garden. That was a tremendous, tremendous show. So uh Stevie Ray is certainly missed. It would have been um, would have been amazing to see what would have happened to his career uh had he um had he stuck around and not died in that horrific accident. Uh, in Wisconsin. Coming up in 20 minutes, though, if you love cheese and beer, I have the tour for you. Anna Jewell and Tenaya Darlington uh, are are going to be my guests. Anna is the founder of Cheese Journeys. She has these great trips all over the world where they pair up cheese and beer. Uh, Tenaya Darlington is an educator and the co-host of this tour that is taking place in Amsterdam in April. Her nickname, Madame Fromage. Yes, she is uh, the Misses of Cheese, uh, and they're going to talk to you uh, to us all about this great tour in Amsterdam. How Cheese Journeys got started, uh, and there are other trips as well uh, involved in this um, on this uh, Cheese Journeys website. It's not just Amsterdam; they go to England, they go to places in America as well. Uh, great interview that I did a couple of weeks ago. You're going to get to hear that uh, in about twenty minutes from now. But let's jump into news and notes. And to start, uh, Yingling. Is celebrating 190 years and six generations of family brewing. Uh, this year, Yingling is going to commemorate its 190th anniversary by offering fans uh, exciting packaging promotion, special beer, celebratory events throughout the year. Now, you don't think of Yingling as a craft beer, but it actually is because it's independently owned still, and that's part of the criteria of being in the craft beer guild. But they are the biggest of the craft beer, um, independently cra- owned craft beer. Um, uh, breweries so uh, it was founded in 1829 it's America's oldest brewery Uh, family-owned continuously operated by the yingling family for six generations it's in 22 states with core beer brands yingling traditional lager light lager black and tan and golden pilsner uh, the first new core product in 17 years and introduced uh, in 2018 by the sixth generation of yinglings uh, Jen Wendy Debbie and Cheryl yingling so to commemorate their anniversary, they're releasing a series of five limited edition collectible Yingling traditional lager beer cans uh, between um, last month and May. A new 12-ounce can design is going to hit stores uh, each month. Uh, they're going to have, obviously, 12s and 24 packs and cans of these, uh, you know, uh, anniversary cans they also are telling you to, you know, if you want to share it. Now, again, I know people that listen to the show, maybe you're not a yingling drinker, but um, they are doing some different things. And you know what? If there's a yingling uh, at somebody's house and somebody say, hey, you want a beer or whatever, and they don't have things that I don't like, I'll drink a yingling. It's not a bad beer. Would I consider it a craft beer? No. Um, but it's, it's, listen, it's still independently owned. Uh, and it's not bad. They, now, uh, they released on January 11th. A bourbon barrel reserved uh, beer, a sweet and smooth Marzen-style beer aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, It was a small batch that was only available on draft at the Pottsville Brewery uh, while supplies lasted. Um, But they are planning small beer batches uh, for later this year, so we'll see what happens there. And then on April 18th, Yingling will celebrate uh, the first ever America's Oldest Brewery Day to commemorate their long and enduring history. Uh, they're going to do free tours at the at the Pottsville Brewery. Um, how Yingling survived Prohibition in the 20s. Hear stories from the families. Um, they can also you can if you go there you can also explore the brewery's hand dug fermentation caves from the 1800s and discover the iconic brew house with its historic stained glass ceiling and artistic murals. And then on July 13th they're going to have a uh, an anniversary uh, summer concert that will be free in Pottsville, Pennsylvania, to show their appreciation for their loyal fans. Uh, If you want to find out more information about that, just go over to Yingling's 190th Anniversary Summer Concert Celebration Facebook page. I know that's a mouthful. Um, But again, if you want to check out more information, just go to Yingling.com or follow them on Twitter, Facebook, uh, or Instagram for more information. Uh, Our good friends from Firestone Walker, they're going back to the future. Rosalie is a -a one-of-a-kind brew co-fermented with local Paso Robles wine grapes to create a beer rosé. This just came out about a week or so ago. The Brewer, uh, brewmaster Matt Brindelson, said uh, in a quote from the press release, we wanted to create a super drinkable beer that captures the best qualities of a rosé wine, but at less than half the ABV at 5%. And the result is what we are calling the rosé lover's beer. Um, this is rolling out to all Firestone Walker markets uh, in six-pack can formats. Draft is going to follow in April and Rosalie will be a year-round release. So again, you know, when they settled at Paso Robles, California Firestone Walker, um, a lot of wine country, so there were a lot of grapes, a lot of different things uh, One of the beers I think that they first started aging um, was uh from some wine barrels that they had gotten from a from a winery uh so um you know it 's interesting uh and nots not surprising i 'm surprised that it 's taken them this long to do more wine type of beers um so we 'll see what happens but uh this is interesting this is something i will I would love to try look I, I love Firestone Walker's beers. I think they do a fantastic job on pretty much anything. Uh, their big boozy beers though are really, really good. That's how good they are. I mean, they're they're awesome. Uh, some other news and notes to get to here before we take a break. Evil Twin Brewing uh, finally making beer at their long-awaited home brewery in New York City. This is in advance of their grand opening in Ridgewood, Queens uh, in the late spring. So Evil Twin is introducing a pop-up tap room at Nowadays uh, their friend's place just down the road. Evil Twin Brewing, NYC, We'll also be selling fresh cans, brand-new merchandise at their new brick-and-mortar location at 1616 George Street. This uh, started last week. Uh, You can uh, can, uh, preview the debut beers from all eight of nowadays indoor taps, Pilsners, IPA, Stouts, everything in between, all brewed just around the corner at the new Evil Twin Brewing NYC facility. They can brew beer there. They haven't been able to open yet. Starting uh, this month, the Evil Twin Brewing NYC team will also be rolling out several new limited-run beers each week. Large groups welcome. Reservations can be made uh, for the pop up tap room uh, and nowadays um, uh, place at a at their website. I believe which is I believe is evil twin dot com. Uh, this will run uh, until evil twin brewing's NYC owned tap room ready to open to the public in late spring. So just uh, if if you want, you go around the corner on George Street. You can check that out over at Evil Twin Brewing. Um, I there's a lot of good stuff I like from Evil Twin. Some stuff is kind of hit or miss for me. Um, but uh, for the most part, Evil Twin does a really good job. be interesting to see when their tap room opens. I know that people are excited about that. Finally, the, uh, the 2019 Five Borough Craft Beer Fest is going to take place Saturday, May 18th uh, from 4 to 9 p.m. at the Well on Meserol Street in Brooklyn, New York. This is a fantastic event. I finally got to go last year. I uh, was invited by uh, by um, Lauren and uh, Mike and let me tell you something. What a great event. Very limited tickets. It's an exclusive event. The tickets just went on sale on February 1st. I would not be surprised if they are sold out already. They, it's a small space. It's not big. Once they sell out, that's it. You've got 55 local and out-of-state breweries serving over 100 craft beers, never-before-tasted beer, and food is included. No purchase on the food. It's all one price. It's fantastic. There are no lines for beer. There's great music. The beer is awesome. They really do a good job curating the beers. Like Hop Culture does a great job as well. These guys, the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest, Lauren and Mike, they do a tremendous job as well um, with the beer. Uh, Just a couple that are going to be there. Uh, Let's see. Alewife will be there. Bridge and Tunnel, Long Island Beer Project, Gun Hill, Single Cut, Sand City, Henry and Fran, Killsboro will be there, Common Roots, Austin Street Brewery out of Portland, Maine. Uh, KCBC will be there. Bolero Snort will be there. Brick City, Millhouse, Jug Handle, uh, Omnipolo, um, King's Court out of Poughkeepsie. They're adding breweries all the time. This is a tremendous event. Um, I am absolutely going to go. In fact, we're going to get Lauren and Mike on the show uh, in a couple of weeks to kind of talk about the event, the beers, the music, all the stuff that's going to be there. Again, it's at the Well in Brooklyn uh, on Meserol Street. It is a tiny place where they have it outside. It's rain or shine. It's a great event. Uh, if you have a chance, go to 5 You can buy your tickets there. I'm, I'm sure they may be sold out already. They went on sale this past Friday. Again, very exclusive event. Uh, you got to get your tickets quickly because it does sell out. There's no two sessions. It's one session. You get in. You get as much beer as you want. I'm telling you, it is a phenomenal event. Excuse me. I encourage you uh, to get there. But when we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news uh, from around the beer world. And then later on, Anna Jewell and Tanya Darlington uh, from Cheese Journeys is going to join us to talk about cheese and beer, two uh, of some of my favorite things. Folks, this is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
0: Mike Gallagher is
2: just in awe of what's coming from the left. The infant would be delivered, the infant would be kept comfortable, and then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother.
0: Let me uh, pick my jaw up off the floor. Let the fact that not a single Democrat seems to be denouncing this evil sink in. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 10, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 970. The Answer
3: He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Hi, this is Bill Martinez. Join us as we talk with the experts about the latest news, politics, issues of faith, the culture,
2: and entertainment. It's all about us. It's all about the truth wherever it leads. Bill Martinez live, Monday mornings at 12 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Wash surfaces, utensils, and hands with soapy water while preparing food. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year, and roughly 3,000 will die. But you can keep your family safer by cleaning with soap and water as you go. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council.
4: If you're dreaming of something greater, a college degree, job skills, or technical training, serving part-time in the Army National Guard can help make your dreams a reality. Right now, the Army National Guard is offering up to a $20,000 enlistment bonus or a $350 per month educational stipend to qualified candidates as well as those with prior military service. Already received your education or are currently in school? You may be eligible for up to $50,000 in student loan repayment. These benefits can help you get the education you need to land the civilian career you want. Plus, as a proud member of the Guard, you'll experience the personal fulfillment of serving your community during emergencies and natural disasters. To learn more about the many benefits that come with part-time service in the Army National Guard, visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the New York State National Guard, aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website,
0: am970theanswer.com.
1: Does feel like the first time, doesn't it? You know, welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer, interestingly enough, this is the three year anniversary of the program. Uh, we started on Super Bowl weekend back in twenty sixteen. We are in twenty nineteen, so this is the three year anniversary of the show. So, a little farner and feels like the first time, uh, certainly. Uh, the, the way to go here. Uh, you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash A G Craft Beer via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A G Craft Beer Cast, and you can find all the shows on those two platforms. Uh, coming up in 10 minutes, if you love cheese and beer, well, do I have the tour for you? Anna Jewel Tanyaya Darlington. Anna is the founder of Cheese Journeys. She has these great trips all over the world where they pair up cheese and beer. And Tanyaya Darlington is an educator and the co-host of this tour that is taking place in Amsterdam. In April, they go to other places as well. Uh, England, uh, United States, they're all over the place. Very cool um, uh, trips that they do. And uh, Tanyaya's nickname is Madame Fromage. Fromage, the French word for cheese. So interestingly enough, uh, just in about 10 minutes from now... Uh, we will chat with the two of them. Uh, and um, it's, it's a fun trip. It, lo- it looks like a fun trip. It would definitely be uh, uh, something that I would want to do. Um, we're recording now with a new uh, soundboard. So uh, my voice sounds a little odd in my headphones. You probably don't know the difference, obviously, on AM radio. Uh, but maybe if you're listening back to the podcast, you may uh, notice something a little different. I, I notice it's a little more... Um, Not enough bass. Let's put it that way in my voice. Anyway, let's move on to news and notes here uh, before we get to our interview. Blue Point Brewing uh, announced uh, last week it'll be releasing a new beer called What the L. Uh, This is to help commuters through what is now a partial shutdown of service on the MTA's L line, subway line. Um, It was supposed to be a a full shutdown for over a year. Uh, Governor Cuomo apparently uh, threw a wrench in the plan to stop service between Manhattan and Brooklyn for 15 months. Uh, which is to make crucial repairs to the Canarsie Tunnel. It was affected uh, during Hurricane Sandy. It needs to be repaired, but now they're going to do the shutdown on nights and weekends. They're going to do other stuff, uh, and apparently um, they're not going to stop service completely, but Blue Point had already put in the pipeline this beer called What the L. It'll be released on April 27th, which is the day that construction on the tunnel is expected to begin. It'll first be sold along the L train route in bars, bodegas, and grocery stores. It is a hell-style lager. Um, which fits perfectly with the name, Uh, with a 5.2% ABV. uh, The label art made by local artist Winston Seng, who has used the design on fake MTA posters that popped up in February of last year. Uh, Your train is delayed January 1st through December 31st, days, nights, weekends, the posters had said. Uh, Blue Point previously made a beer called Delayed, uh, which tied to construction at Penn Station that was expected to cause delays on the Long Island Railroad. So that's going to be coming out on April 27th from the folks at Blue Point along the L train route, and then eventually it'll get make its way uh, into other stores as well. Hellstyle Lager, it'll be interesting. Uh, definitely want to have to check that one out. Uh, Green Flash Brewing. So Green Flash last year uh, had a lot of ups and downs. Green Flash was being distributed all across the United States. And then suddenly in January of last year, uh, they decided to, um, they laid off staff, they had a lot of financial problems, um, they pulled back a lot of their distribution in a number of different places, but Green Flash has now retooled, and um, as of this past week, they unveiled a new logo, rebranded packages, and a reformulated version of its West Coast IPA flagship. It comes about eight months after uh, the San Diego-based Kraft Brewer uh, named former Anheuser-Busch executive Michael Taylor as its new CEO. Uh, and they had a, a foreclosure sale and a whole, you know, a whole bunch of stuff going on. Uh, but they've now redesigned their packaging. It's a West Coast IPA, f- the flagship, the, with the original recipe, uh, with the new package design. In mid 2014, the company had raised the ABV of their West Coast IPA from 7 percent to 8.1. So it's going to drop back down again. In addition to the original West Coast IPA, Green Flash's core portfolio now includes Soul Style IPA, GFB Blondell. And Tropical DNA, which is a hazy IPA, which pretty much everybody is making these days. Uh, Green Flash, again, as I had mentioned, they were forced to close two production facilities back in 2018. They laid off 76 employees and pulled distribution from 42 states. So this new Green Flash, you're not going to be able to get unless you're in the San Diego area or in their distribution footprint, which is basically Southern California, uh, maybe up north a little bit, Arizona, those areas. Uh, but not much farther than that. I've I've actually still seen Green Flash West Coast IPA in the original packaging in stores. And that's the that's the thing that bothers me more than anything. Uh IPA should be drunk fresh, okay? Bottom line, you should be drinking them within 180 days uh tops in order to get the best flavor uh out of them. Um if you're not and they're sitting on the shelves, that's a problem. At least it's a problem to me. Um you know, when I see a beer that's been sitting there for well over a year, I'm not buying it. And now that Green I mean, I wasn't buying Green Flash before, but it's a, it's a perfect indication. I'm not going to name names, but there are a number of liquor stores that I go to in the New Jersey area that simply don't rotate their beers. And I don't know, you know, I don't know what can be done about that. Do, um, do, do do distributors take back beer? I know they used to. I don't know if they're still doing it. Again, that's one of those things that I'm in the dark about. I mean, what do you do if the beer's been sitting there for that long? I mean, do you really want to drink an IPA that's a year old? No, it just it's lost something. Lagers are different. They they can age longer. Pilsners are different. But all most beers should be drunk immediately, you know, quickly. Stouts, porters, you can age those things. Certain beers you can age over a certain period of time. They get better. They get muted, softer uh, as they go. You can't do that with... Uh, IPAs and things of that nature. Uh, Boulevard Brewing Company has announced the launch of a new of their newest year round beer. It's called Space Camper Cosmic IPA. It's uh, it's clocking in at a, just under six percent ABV, fifty IBUs. They're talking uh, that it boasts fresh flavors of citrus, stone fruit, and watermelon uh, from a different a uh, different uh, group of hop varietals. Uh, Space Camper, inspired by Boulevard's desire to offer drinkers an escape from the heavy handed bitterness characteristic of so many IPAs. So basically, they're just trying to get to Uh, a certain segment of the audience, that doesn't like uh, bitter beer. So there you go. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Boulevard, but that's something I might try if it's something that's a little bit easier drinking. Uh, They say Space Camper IPA more than a beer. Uh, It's also a video game reminiscent of classics like Space Invader and Galaga. I loved Galaga. Galaga was a great game. And still get a chance to play it uh, at a place called Yestercade's. Uh, they have, uh, Westfield, uh, Red Bank, and where's the other one? Uh, Somerville. Uh, if you like old school video games and pinball machines, YesterKids is definitely the place to check out. Uh, you won't be disappointed. One price, you pay per hour, uh, they charge you in 15 minute increments after the first hour. Great place. Sorry to make the uh, shameless plug, but if you're looking for an alternative in New Jersey, uh, to do something with the kids one day, definitely want to, ch- and relive your youth, definitely check it out. Uh, The Chicago White Sox and Goose Island announced uh, a new space in right field. that will be called the Goose Island. It's set to debut this season. The remodeled section will be surrounded by running water fixtures along all four sides, giving the space the island in its name. The Goose Island transforms two outfield seating sections into a new space with a variety of seating options. Rows will include field-level views, group party areas, and individual seating, as well as a fun social space in a few standing room rows near the outfield concourse. All areas of the island will have in-seat service. A total of 326 seats will be available in the section. Uh, the first few rows of the Goose Island will provide a modernized experience for fans. Leather cushion seats complete with armrests, cup holders, device charging ports, television screens, and shelves for storage. Seats um, for this area include in-seat service and $20 of loaded value with each ticket to be spent in park on food, beverages, or merchandise from the White Sox. That's not bad. $20? bucks. that will probably get you a beer if you want to buy it. A um, couple of different things as part of the partnership. Goose Island also receives naming rights to the bar area next to the visiting bullpen and a walk-up bar accessible from the 100 level outfield concourse. Within the outfield concourse area, 10 foot Goose Island tap handle statue will be featured overlooking the ballpark. Uh, they'll get in-market retail promotions and uh, a bunch of other different things. So they're also part of the Chicago White Sox White Sox charities corporate uh, Prog- partners program. Um, and if you want more information about that, just go to WhiteSox.com slash group or call them at 312-674-1000 on how to get seats for the new space. Again, Goose Island owned by AB InBev. It's interesting. I know Revolution Brewing had done some stuff with the White Sox uh, over the last couple of years. I'm wondering if that is still in effect. I thought it was for the next couple of seasons. So it'll be interesting. Do you want to sit in the Goose Island section and get Goose Island beers? Are you planning on sit? Listen, Revolution makes great beers, by the way. And that's one of those things where my buddies and I, we want to take a trip to Chicago. And I'll be be—I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'll take a trip to see the White Sox. Uh, a good friend of mine um, is uh, running uh, the... Um, Dave Zaslowski is uh, one of the bigwigs now for the White Sox with their broadcasting and stuff uh, of games. I'm sure if I gave him a call and said, hey, Dave, I'm coming out to the game. Any chance of getting tickets? I'm sure we could get some. Doubtful we'll sit in the Goose Island section, but uh, would love to experience... Uh, these things in ballparks, uh, especially uh, some of these beer related things they do, and to try and get people to come to baseball games. Not a bad idea, uh, but again, you know this is a thing it 's a corporate thing obviously it 's a b bev if you 're not a fan of it, I totally understand same thing with Bluepoint owned by aBM bev if you 're not a fan of it, I totally understand it, but it is news. And uh, we do need to report on it from time to time. Now, when we come back after a short break, Anna Jewel, Tanyaya Darlington from Cheese Journeys will join me. Uh, we'll talk all about cheese and beer later on. We've got suds and duds as well. And also, now that the government is reopened for the next couple of weeks, the TTB is open and approving labels. But how long is it going to take for one of your labels at your brewery, if you submitted it a couple of weeks ago, how long is it going to take for it to get approved? They've got a backlog, you know, folks. We'll talk about that during our Suds and Duds segment. But this is the Alga Craft Beercast on AM970 The Answer.
0: News, opinion, passion. This is AM970 The
3: Answer.
5: It's fair and 44 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. New York City Taxi and for hire drivers are upset after a fare hike went into effect over the weekend. A protest was held today outside of Governor Cuomo's Manhattan office. I'll
4: drive the
5: Drivers chanted, no more tax on drivers' backs and held up signs. A surcharge was implemented on all cab rides below 96th Street. Taxi rides bump up by $2.50 and for higher vehicles pay an extra two seventy-five. Governor Cuomo has said the money is necessary and it will go towards improving the MTA. New Jersey lawmakers are passing a law that will require all schools to teach LGBTQ history in schools. California is the only other state in the nation with a similar requirement. Starting in 2020, public schools must include lessons about the contributions of the LGBT community. The legislation passed just a week after it was announced that Karen Pence, wife of Vice President Mike Pence, would be teaching at a Christian school in Virginia that does not allow gays or lesbians to teach classes. In sports, well, the Patriots did once again win Super Bowl 53. They beat the Rams 13 3 was that final score. Traffic delays are building in the Bronx now. Reports of an accident on the Deegan South Bennett Yankee Stadium knocks out the left lane. Delays are building a bit to Fordham Road. Looks like a good ride other than that in the Bronx. No delays on the Bruckner Cross Bronx is moving well and the Bronx River Parkway. Good news over on the FDR Drive northbound at 96th Street. That disabled vehicle has now been cleared. GWB, a good ride inbound on the upper deck. Just remember, lower level in Palisades approach. Easy Press customers only until 6 in the morning. Holland and Lincoln Tunnels are a good ride. Weather for tonight, partly cloudy skies, low 36 degrees. Tomorrow, sunny, high near 51, and mostly sunny, high near 56 for Tuesday. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AM 970, The
6: Answer.
2: Your table, ladies.
6: Thank you so much. So, Vicki, how have you been? Great. It's
4: been so long. Last time we saw each other was, what, your daughter's wedding on that yacht? What was it? The Atlantis? Yes, the Atlantis. It was perfect for the wedding, with its three decks, bridal suite, immaculate restrooms, dance floor, and state-of-the-art sound system. The food and service was great, and I hear they bake those delicious rolls right on board. They do. You know, I've been trying to decide what to do for my daughter's Sweet 16 and some corporate events. You should absolutely book the Atlantis. They do more than just weddings. Sunset cocktail parties, bar and bat mitzvahs, luncheons, and guests are able to board from several locations. Francesca was so easy to work with. Call her at 212-385-9400 or email her at events at franstouchofclass.com
2: Charter the Atlantis for your event today. Call Francesca at 212-385-9400 or visit franstouchofclass.com For a limited time, mention AM970 for a free menu upgrade on the Atlantis.
0: Joe Piscopo wakes you up at 6 a.m. Kevin McCullough takes you home at 5 p.m. Weekdays on AM 970. The Answer.
1: Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at g a G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash agcraftbeercast via email at albertg at com, and don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can find all the shows on those two platforms. We're also Alexa Ready as well. Just say to your Alexa unit, hey, Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970, The Answer, and bingo, you get to listen to the show uh, right from your Alexa Ready device. Now, my next guests on the program here, they love cheese. They love food. It's like I love beer. They, they're into cheese and food and all kinds of other stuff. One is the founder and CEO of Cheese Journeys. This takes you to various places around the world to not only try and eat different cheeses, but they, they are also pairing up those cheeses with, yep, you guessed it, beer. Our other guest is so into cheese, they call her Madame Fromage. I love this. They have a new trip happening in April. We will get into all the details on that in just a moment. Cheesejourneys.com is the website for more information. So let me welcome in Anna Jewell and Tanea Darlington to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Anna, Taneya, how are you guys? Fantastic. Thank you so much. Excellent. Anna, I'll start with you. What made you decide to come up with the idea of Cheese Journeys?
7: Oh, uh, I guess it's the type of travel that I always love to do, you know, which is an easy uh, fit. You know, all of a sudden expand. And then as well, I came from a background in artisan cheese and food. I used to own a, a cheese gourmet food store. I've traveled for over 20 years all over the world, meeting these producers of fine foods, winemakers, beer producers and it just seemed like the right time to pull this all together because americans love to travel and learn about food that
1: that is true my last trip that i took with my wife we were in san diego part of it was a beer trip part of it was you know vacation to relax but the other part of it was also the food aspect of it i think we did like a diners drive-ins and dives type of you know okay. journey to pick out all the different places now tanaya aside from the obvious because your your expertise is in cheese uh how did you get involved with anna
6: Oh, um, we connected because we both have Ruth in Iowa, believe it or not, and we both love cheese and travel. She lives in New York. I live in Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. and she reached out one day in an email and just said, I have this new company called Cheese Journeys. I think you might be perfect to to travel with, and so I've joined her as a co-host for about six tours, and it's just been incredible.
1: That's pretty cool. Now, how did you get the name Madame Fromage?
6: (laughs) Uh, in 2009, as a, kind of as a joke, I decided I was going to start a cheese blog because I just wanted to explore blogging. Mm-hmm. And I had just moved to Philadelphia and started shopping in the Italian market at Bruno Brothers. I don't know if you've ever been there.
1: Uh, I Incredible have.
6: Selection. Okay, great. So mm-hmm. like 300 cheeses at the counter. I decided I was going to make it a personal project to eat my way through all 300 cheeses. And I put up a blog so that I could record my tasting notes. And from there, it has just, taken over
1: my life and opened all kinds of cool doors. Uh, we're talking with Anna Jewell, the CEO and creator of Cheese Journeys. It's a travel agency that takes you on journeys around the world, sampling cheese and beer as well as wine and food. It's not just all cheese and beer, folks. And Madame Fromage, Tanya Darlington, she is an expert, of course, in all things cheese. Cheesejourneys.com is the website for more information and, of course, to book your trip. We're here on the algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. So let's talk about this trip that you guys have coming up in Amsterdam in April. Uh, Uh, You are calling this Amsterdam, the land of Gouda. So I assume the trip involves Gouda cheese at some point, but there's other stuff going on as well, correct?
7: Oh, that's so true. You know, this has been a three-year project in the making. And Tanaya and I were in Amsterdam and uh, the area last spring in tulip season. And we said, okay, we are ready. And we are rolling this out as our first tour to, to that area. And it's a beautiful one.
1: Nice. And and now, how do you guys develop the relationships uh, with the people that are out there in order to give uh, travelers the best experience?
7: You know, I go way back with some of these folks, uh, artisan cheese producers. I spend time on uh, various trips, scouting, introducing myself, A 100-plus emails, you know, often with some of these people over the course of time, really building relationships. Mm-hmm. Then we go scout, we determine kind of what is the best plan to create this experience for people and we pull these people in to help tell their story about what they do the culture they come from uh have some great pairings with some of these foods and really get to know these people firsthand
1: now uh anna and uh, tanaya i'll ask the question of both of you so many people pair wine and cheese together why is cheese and beer such a great pairing Oh.
6: Well, Actually, cheese and beer are oh my go-to. I love wine as well. I also love cocktails and spirits. But beer is fantastic with cheese in part because of the effervescence. So it cleanses the palate. You know, you... you. Um you know, you can eat a lot of rich cheese and not feel like you're getting palate fatigue. Also, I think beer in particular, there are so many flavors that are repeated in cheese. Like you think of some of the wonderful Belgian beers that are heavy on malt and spices. Mm-hmm. Um, you get these rummy burnt sugar notes. I mean, those are great with these aged Goudas that are also rummy and butterscotchy and a little wild. Um so I just find that there's so many complementary flavors between beer and cheese. And that's really the fun thing about this trip is that people will be able to experience that. We stop at a lot of um, like beer cafes where you just walk in, a beer is put in your hand, you are given a cheese board with some delicious gouda. And you just can't believe how well they go together. You can just sit there and eat that
1: all day. Both of you are making me hungry and thirsty at the same time, which is <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> I love that. I, I absolutely love that. We're talking with Anna Jewell, the CEO and creator of Cheese Journeys. That's a travel agency. Of course, takes you on journeys around the world to sample cheese and beer as well as wine and food. And Madame Fromage, Tanaya Darlington, uh, she is an expert, of course, in all things cheese. Cheesejourneys.com. That is the website for more information and, of course, to book your trip. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Camp on AM 970, The Answer. I'm starving right now. Uh, best place that uh, I'll... I'll uh, Anna, you can answer this one first and then Tanaya second. Best place that you have traveled to that had the best cheese you've ever tasted? Oh, That is such a hard question.
7: France has to be the go-to place, right? I mean, there's just on every corner in every nook and cranny, the, the ultimate cheeses. But I have to say... There's a beautiful story behind what's going on in Amsterdam, in that area right now mm. with Archesville Cheese. Very unique, not just commodity-style cheeses, but really, on their game, great producers, and we're going to go explore it.
1: Nice. Tanaya? I'm
6: going to say it was a real revelation going to Holland, and one of the, my favorite experiences from any of the tours is taking a ferry out to an island Mm -hmm. where there's one man, second generation or maybe even third, uh, and he makes incredible Buddha called Vildavida on an island that only has three inhabitants. It's just him, his family, and cows. Wow. And, yeah, you know, he makes like six wheels a day, and you sit in his kitchen and drink coffee with him, and you see the cows grazing among the, the tulip bulbs and daffodils, and that, to me... Is incredible. So being able to, to go to Holland and, and, and visit, you know, like the beanster plant, I eat a lot of beanster Gouda, so I love doing that. But I love going out and meeting this really kind of like hermit-like character, you know,
1: living on an island making cheese. That's that's pretty. That's that does sound like a pretty cool trip. That would be like somebody. <laughs> I, I, I'm almost picturing like somebody living in an island in the middle of New York Harbor and just. And doing that. You know what I mean? Like, it's so, like you wouldn't believe that that would happen, but it, it could. You know what I'm saying? That's
7: yeah, right. Pretty, yeah.
1: That's pretty cool. So, all right. So, people ladies, are amazing people. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So, ladies, uh, last question for me uh, on the trips that you have available on your website currently, and there's a number of them. This is not just, you know, heading to Amsterdam, there's a couple of trips to England, there's actually one uh, to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, what, what trip is the one that you are looking forward to the most?
7: Oh, I think uh, I'm
6: Vermont, looking forward to you know, the next the next. Year, oh, go ahead, Anna, go ahead.
7: Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I think the Vermont trip is so amazing because, again, if you speak to beer, what's going on in Vermont, whether it's Hill Farmstead Brewery, uh, mm-hmm. trap, all of these uh, artisanal small producers, amazing. And that's our first trip. Uh, we'll be up there uh, in August. So I'm really looking forward to that.
1: So the Vermont one for you, Anna. And uh, Tanaya, which one are you looking forward to?
6: I love the cheddar odyssey. I did it two years ago, and I'm going again this spring. And you visit Somerset, which is the heart of traditional cheddar country, Mm -hmm. and stay at an incredible estate where one of the best cheddars in the world is made just across the road. So to me, um, it's a beautiful setting. I love cheddars. And, of course, the hard ciders and
1: beers that go with them. And what what is the secret? Uh, there has to be a secret here because it's cheese, it's beer, it's wine. You have trips planned to Italy, all this great food and stuff. What's the secret? Because if it were me, I would be probably 9,000 pounds at this point eating and sampling <laughs> all of these different things. I know everybody says in moderation, but some of the stuff that you find in these countries are just amazing. And, oh, the, actually, the other question that I have, the, the question that I have, uh, are you able to uh, – purchase any of this uh, cheese uh, to take home
7: yes of course and many of these cheeses uh, especially ones that are made in europe you'll see and find cheese shops here in the u.s Mm. so that's a great uh, way for people to kind of get educated as to what's out there Uh, but all on the way we're grazing and then we're preparing to to buy food and cheese to you know, bring a
1: little home to Wow, that is very cool. Well, my guests have been Anna Jewell, the CEO and creator of Cheese Journeys. It's a travel agency that takes you on uh, journeys around the world to sample cheese and beer, of course, wine and food as well. They've got a number of trips on their website. Uh, the website is cheesejourneys.com. Madame Fromage also joined us, Tanaya Darlington. She is an expert, of course, in all things cheese. Again, the website, cheesejourneys.com. That is the website. You get all the information on the trips, and of course, you can book your trip Uh, right on the website we're here on the algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer ladies thank you so much for joining me tonight very much appreciate it thanks al you You got it up next it's time for suds and duds right here on the algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer
0: Phase it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Answer New York skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Answer New York. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show,
3: Echo Dot, and Amazon
0: Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station?
5: That's easy. AM 970, the answer
3: He's on meds too. Call 800 444 2013. 800
2: 444 2013. We all know the secret to the best Italian food is the sauce. And no one has sauce as good as Michael's of Brooklyn. Their sauce is made from scratch, using only the best ingredients. But don't take our word for it. Stop at any of your local supermarkets and pick up a jar or listen to the Joe Piscopo morning show every Wednesday for a chance to win a whole case of Michael's delicious, authentic, and fresh sauce. You can also enter online at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Good luck. Jay Sekula live, on
0: top of the world. Weeknights at 6 on AM 970, The Answer.
1: Segment of the Al Cattullo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy The Answer. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Cattullo, Instagram at Cattullo, Gattullo G A T U L L O, Facebook dot com slash agcraftbeercast via email at Albert dot com, and don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for Ag Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms, and also you can say to your Alexa ready device, Alexa. I want to hear the Alga Craft Beer cast on AM 970, The Answer, and bingo, you get to hear the show right from there. Uh, before we get to suds and duds, a little bit of news, and we've talked about this, obviously, over the last several weeks because of the government shutdown. The government is now reopened for a couple of weeks, uh, but um, the Alcohol, Tobacco, Tax, and Trade Bureau, which is uh, known as the TTB, uh, they returned to work after the government shutdown. But they have an extensive backlog w- right now. TtB workers uh, have to process a backlog of nearly ten thousand excuse me ten thousand alcohol beverage label approval requests that had already been submitted this year. That figure doesn 't include the nine days the last nine days of two thousand and eighteen uh, they 're talking about an average label processing time uh, at forty eight days it 's working on applications that were submitted on december thirteenth two thousand and eighteen so You're talking about uh, a backlog of of labels that need to be approved of people who have beers sitting in tanks waiting to be approved. I mentioned the story about uh, the owners from Wet Ticket last week that they have a porter that's sitting in a barrel waiting for an approval of just a minor thing. Um, This is a major problem for a lot of breweries. And it's, it's, you know, the small ones, the big ones, everybody is affected by this. Uh, Breweries can't open new facilities because stuff is not approved. They can't get labels approved on cans. Uh, this is a major issue, and in a state like New Jersey, for instance, they don't have their own uh, trade bureau. Uh, so, Assemblyman Robert Oth, uh, who is a friend of the Joe Piscopo show, um, submitted to me the other day. They had a, um, I guess they had an, a, a meeting with a number of people uh, discussing this very instance where maybe it's time for New Jersey to have their own TTB so they can kind of cut out the red tape. Because what happens is New Jersey outsources. The label approval to the federal government. A lot of states do this. They just don't have the manpower to do it. It's Again, it's another expenditure of the local government. Maybe they don't want to spend the money. So they outsource it to the federal government. Well, with the government being shut down for over a month, uh, that has affected the beer business in New Jersey, which is growing. It's not growing as fast as New York and Pennsylvania, but it's growing. So it's a major problem. So uh, Assemblyman, thanks for that. Uh, you know, for that information. Um, uh, got a chance to read through some of the stuff hopefully they can get something done uh, to maybe speed up the process in New Jersey and maybe we won't have this type of situation again if the federal government is shut down maybe from a local level uh, New Jersey is able to do something and hopefully in other states um, that this takes precedence but wanted to give you that update uh, on the government shutdown and how it is affecting um, beer owners so let's move on to suds and duds here uh, before we wrap up the show uh, Sam Adams Bavarian Lager is one of the first beers I had last week. A, a light, bready, orange-flavored type beer. Uh, not bad. Um, again, if, if it was on a uh, you know, bottle or tap somewhere at a bar and there was really nothing else local that I wanted to try, that would probably be one that I would get. Not bad. Um, then uh, the good folks from uh, uh, Regal, uh, Browhaus Regal, um, sent me a few beers, and we're going to work to get somebody on, on the program. Uh, this is a fantastic German brewery. Uh, They've been brewing beer, I think, since the 1300s. This one was the uh, Commiserant uh, Regal Privat. Uh, I know I'm getting the name wrong. Uh, It's a cross between a hell's and a lager, I kind of got. Nice taste, smooth, slightly bready. Uh, Really like this one Uh, a lot. uh, Definitely something, if I saw it in the stores, I would definitely pick up a six-pack to have in the house. There's just something about a really well-made German beer. That sometimes I, l- I would like to just have a couple of those in the fridge. If you're looking to drink something that is clean, smooth, uh, really, really tasty, that's that's the type of, uh, of beer that I want. And then I moved on, uh, trying to finish up the um, Advent calendar that uh, Arthur Idala had gotten me. I had a uh, Schneider, a Schneider Brow? I think that's how you pronounce it, Schneider Brow. Uh, by uh, Privat Brewery Schneider, Schneiderl. I think it's Schneiderl Malty. Orange, I kind of got a little orange out of it. Smooth, maybe again, you know, sort of like that uh, a Bavarian type lager. I I don't know. It was good. Uh, Don't get me wrong. Um, And then one that I specifically bought simply because of the name, Uh, Forgotten Borough, uh, Forgotten Boardwalk. Excuse me, Forgotten Borough. Staten Island is the Forgotten Borough. That's that's how uh, people look at it. But anyway, uh, Forgotten Boardwalk uh, put out a beer called Fake Radio War. Basically, it's it's a play on. Uh, the War of the Worlds and Orson Welles, um, you know, back in the 30s when they had the radio broadcast, people thought aliens were actually coming to Earth. People didn't realize that it was a dramatization of a story on War of the Worlds and not an actual news story. But anyway, um, I bought it because of the title. I love the can, the purple, a- everything about it. The can was great. That's why I wanted to buy it. Sometimes, the you know, the can just strikes me and I got to try it. Um, smooth, piney. I uh, would have liked a little bit more bite out of this. I, I really would have. had a, If it had more of a snap to it, I think this is one I could drink on the regular. I enjoyed it. I don't know if I would have uh, – I think I would have enjoyed it more had it had a little bit more bite. As we continue here in our Suds and Duds segment on the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Um, yingling. Nothing wrong with a yingling. We talked about yingling uh, earlier in the show um, I had a a premium beer. Uh, my oh, the, one of the bosses here, Jerry Crowley, had sent me a uh, a little gift thing for Christmas, and in it was uh, you know some assorted nuts and other things, but it also had beers in it, and it was uh, a selection of beers from Yingling. And premium beer is one that I have not had uh, from Yingling. Um, it's a drinkable beverage, multi light, uh, nothing nothing too special about it, uh, but certainly a beer that again, if I had a choice of beers at a bar, and this was one of them, I would definitely get that. So uh, I'm not the biggest fan of yingling, but I do like uh, I like to change it up every once in a while. So that was pretty good. Now, this beer from Brauhaus Regal, I really enjoyed. The uh, Augustus Wiesin, uh Doppelbach uh, from uh, Brauhaus Regal. Uh, smooth, solid, delicious, kind of a fruity edge to it. It looked like a glass of apple juice. That's how I, I kind of equated it to Very dark. But not super dark. Um, Really, really good. This Doppelbach, I could probably drink all day long. And it's a high percentage ABV. I think it was like 7 or 8%. Very, very good beer. That's one I would love to have, you know, three or four sitting in the fridge. And if I wanted to drink something smooth, that's the one that I would drink. Uh, Then I moved on to a Sam Adams Cold Snap, uh, which is uh, one that they come out with every year um, in their, um, I think it's in their winter holiday packs. Nice on a cold night, spicy, not too bad. And then um, Icarus Brewing uh, had a tap takeover over at Paragon Tap and Table to wrap up the uh, Suds and Duds segment. And I have to tell you, um, I'm, I'm going to start with two other beers first, and then I'm going to go back to Icarus. But Icarus is doing such a great job. They just had their, uh, it was at their third anniversary. They're doing such a fantastic job out of Lakewood, New Jersey. You definitely, I have to get down there to the brewery itself uh, and check it out. But uh, they are doing a phenomenal job, Icarus, and, and it really shows. And I wish that Icarus had a little bit more of a presence in my area in terms of being able to get uh, cans of beer so I can bring them home because a lot of the places around by me don't have it. So if any of those people are listening right now, get some Icarus in if you can. All right, Shane is the rep. He's around. It, it, do yourself a favor. Pick, get some Icarus on the, on the shelves. You will definitely have a customer. But had a, um, a double dry hop party wave by Kane Brewing to start. Uh, and this is fantastic, juicy tropical pineapple. It is just a fantastic beer. Uh, loved it a lot in a in a taster. Uh, could uh, certainly one that I could drink all day long. And then Abby, one of the waitress, uh, one of the bartenders uh, at Paragon Tap and Table, she offered me two different types of cans of beer, and I said, you know what, just surprise me with something. I don't care. And boy, did she surprise me. So from Proclamation Ale, derivative uh, titled Galaxy. Uh, this is fantastic. A single hopped pale ale. Smooth, juicy, light, another one of those types of beers that I could probably, you know, if you had a couple in the fridge and wanted to have one to end the night or whatever, that's one that I would uh, definitely jump on. So Proclamation Ale, uh, Derivative Galaxy, that is uh, really a fantastic beer. Then I had from Icarus the We Want the Idaho Gold, Uh, juicy, smooth, a really, really nice beer, fantastic. Uh, I had the Yacht Juice, their first anniversary when they double dry hopped it, excellent beer. Uh, so good, I would drink that all day, every day. Uh, also had the uh, Spelt Check, which was which is very good. I've reviewed that one before, and then I finished off the night with the Vlad to be here, uh, their Imperial Stout, which is I think it's a fourteen percenter. Lots of coffee and cinnamon on this. Little bit of honey. Delicious, strong. Didn't really get a lot of chocolate out of it, but the coffee and cinnamon flavors uh, really shine through on that one. It is just a fantastic beer, a great nightcapper, and I, again, like I said, I can't say enough good things uh, about Icarus. I have to get their brewmaster on. We keep batting it around, but one of these days I'm going to get him on the program. It is they are just killing it in in, in uh, I guess it's yeah it is South Jersey in Lakewood. Uh, if you haven't been to Icarus yet, and their facility is right diagonal from. Uh, where the uh, the Blue Claws, the Lakewood Blue Claws play, which is the Phillies' um, affiliate. and I know they have their beer there as well. Got to get down to Icarus. You got to check them out. They are fantastic. Kudos to them. Shane, great talking with you uh, the other night. Uh, good stuff. Uh, definitely don't hate on Icarus. They are a fantastic brewery. But, folks... We are out of time. My thanks to Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Darren Yellen, Anna Jewell, and Tanya Darlington from Cheese Journeys, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody